0: But, yeah, so when I got my nose piercing reopened, like, uh, I thought I was just going to have to get it re-pierced. Um, but she looked at it she's like, no, I can just like taper that out a little bit. Okay. And I didn't really process that in my head. I thought she was just going to take the another needle and just like push it back through, right? Yeah. But instead she takes one of those like flexible tapers that you use to like gauge ears and shit. Yeah. And she like slipped just it inside it. and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then like when she pulled it halfway to like leave it there for a second, I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm laying on my back. And like it did hurt, uh-huh. but like.
1: Was she cute?
0: Yeah, she was. She oh, was from see, New that Zealand. That would really help. Yeah. She, her name was. Well, see, I've never heard a cute name,
1: person in one of these situations. Yeah,
0: she was cute. And we were like kind of talking and like mm-hmm. having fun before. She helped me pick out like the jewelry, but like I'm laying there and like I'm having to stay still and like act like it doesn't hurt yet. But in my head, I'm also having a little bit of a fantasy of mm-hmm. us like. I hope she wants to make it hurt a little bit for me. Like I hope she she enjoys that. She wanted that. She
1: gave you a little extra.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and like the fucked up part was like my eyes start watering, so my nose starts like running a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. But then me having the horrible fucking allergies that I do, I had to sneeze in the middle of it, so I've got this like fucking needle coming out. That's like part of it's clipping my glasses, and part of it's touching the upper part of my lip. And I'm like. (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh, Growth. Like, I mean not even grow just like ah ooh. Yeah, and
0: it was just this like moment of like Zen like like a Zen like test of like do not itch your nose right now. Like you can't Good fucking job. do it. And then she, you know, stretched it more and I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. Uh ah. oh,
1: you must have been enjoying every moment of that. Not
0: every moment, but my <laughs> nipples did get hard. <laughs> Like it couldn't, they were just like, "Mm." I mean, you did probably tweak
1: your nipples when she wasn't looking for a second.
0: I couldn't see. I was like looking up and like Mm -hmm. my eyes were uh, watering so badly that I couldn't like focus on her. I could just hear her voice, her sweet, sweet voice Mm -hmm. tell me it's going to be okay. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast with Austin Smart and Ariel Norman. A podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can check us out on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast, Twitter at Gender Fluids Pod, uh, or just stick Gender Fluids into any search bar and follow us on everything you can find. Okay, so I wanted to, well, I don't know if I'll put this at the beginning of the episode, but maybe it'll be at the beginning of the episode. I wanted to read these messages mm-hmm. that I sent in exchange with, like, this trans girl, okay. this young trans girl who just came out to her unsupportive mother. Um, and the only, How unsupportive? She didn't really go, She's well, she goes into detail in a bit, but she essentially says, like, and then her mother's just telling her that she's just actually gay, that mm. she's not actually trans. That's
1: so fun. Which is like
0: a classic like parent line. Yeah, yeah. Um, but.
1: Isn't that nice though that like parents are like hoping their kids are just gay at this yeah, point? Yeah. just be a fag. That's Why awesome. do you have to be
0: all like, I want to wear different parents,
1: clothes? They, there was a few years ago, they're like, oh, I hope my kids aren't gay though. And now they're like, oh man, I just hope my kids are just only gay. If only they could be gay. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Oh, these poor sweet, poor, yeah. sweet parents. Yeah. <laughs> Feel bad for them.
0: So this might take a minute, but I wanted to read this out loud because at least once a month I get a message like this and mm-hmm. it's always from like, this is the first message I got from this girl and this is typically what it sounds like. Okay. You know, she's, she initially contacted me. Hey, I'm so sorry to bother you, but I'm 17 M to F trans girl pre-transition looking for some advice. Sorry if I'm bothering you. To which I respond. Hi there. You're not bothering me at all. I'm very much down with giving you some advice, though I will say you should take everything I say with a grain of salt. Ha ha, I'm by no means professional of any sort. Um, she said, thank you so much for answering. I've been feeling really dysphoric for a while and really want to begin my transition, but don't know how. I came out to my mom a few months ago, and she's really not supportive at all and then I tell her and I preface this I'm like I'm gonna type this out in several bits so it may take me a second but I'll let you know when I finish my thoughts and so here's what I said first off congratulations you came out you took care of the second hardest but most important part of the whole process you should feel proud of yourself for coming out this is a huge accomplishment you've done what it takes some people myself included ages to do now secondly you say you've really been struggling with this dysfor- with dysphoria recently and I want to tell you that that is okay dysphoria is a thing that will be a presence in your life for a good while who knows maybe forever I certainly haven't grown out of it yet and I suspect most people don't I'm saying all of this not as a quote get used to it statement but to make sure you know blah blah, blah. but to make sure You know, feeling that, Jesus Christ. (laughs) But to make sure you know, feeling that dysphoria is not something you need to feel ashamed about, or feel like that is a sign of some sort of deficiency in you. One of the hardest things about transition is learning to build a manageable relationship with your dysphoria. Freud has this idea of the ego and the id and the superego which essentially says that there are these two voices inside you, one that is very childlike, so to speak, that wants to, that wants to go crazy and do everything and be crazy and have no rules, and another voice that is more parent-like, which attempts to control and manage and harp on the little childlike voice. Uh, these two voices battle back and forth, but then there's the superego, which mediates them. Your dysphoria is the critical parent-like voice, Your identity as someone who is trans is the childlike voice, and your job going through this process is to learn to be the moderating middle figure between the two. Third, you say you want to start your transition, but you don't know how. But the fact of the matter is, you've already started. By coming out, by acknowledging that dysphoria you have, you've started transition. You are now an out trans person. I think what you're talking about is you want to start the process of feminizing yourself or becoming more stereotypically slash culturally feminine. Because here's the thing. Transition is a thing you start, but don't ever really end, at least not for a long time, which is the fun of life. And they responded, thank you, you're right. It was really hard to come out, and I know dysphoria doesn't go away. It's just a really bad feeling to have, to be honest. And you're right, it's just so difficult to control, and you're right. (laughs) I've been reading a lot about that. And thank you so much. You're helping me a lot. Uh, And then I kept going. So far as feminizing goes, while living with an unsupportive mother, my advice to you is to relish and explore the little things. Can you change the type of shampoo you wear? Or, sorry, is to relish the little things. Can you change the type of shampoo you use? Does your school let you paint your nails? Can you start shaving your legs? And before you do anything, always, 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 your first priority needs to be your safety. So if you think doing any of these things will get you hurt at school or at home or kicked out of home, then they are not worth it. You can always be yourself in ways that don't put you in danger. Find things you can indulge in that aren't visible. Listen to queer podcasts and music. Get on Tumblr and just look at all the wonderful blogs by queer people out there. Explore yourself in your mind. Regardless of what you do, I highly recommend listening to Dan Savage's podcast, Savage Love. He has the best advice on sex and dating and being queer in all different places in life. If you go back and listen to him from episode one, you'll be a better person for it. Tons of stuff on navigating life after just coming out at a young age and lots of wonderful general knowledge everyone should have. This person responds. You're right. I'm growing up my hair now and shaving and getting rid of facial or body hair I see. I just wish I could start expressing my femininity more, and I will listen to that podcast. It sounds great. Thank you so much for everything. You're helping me so much. And then I respond. My other advice would be if your school has it, join the Gay Straight Alliance or whatever version of that your school might have. Do some Googling and find queer youth meetups. Your mother may end up coming around, but on the off chance she doesn't, you need to start looking into your community where you have the ability to build a logical family as opposed to your biological family. The people you can meet there will be an important so- uh, support network for you. She said, thank you. I go to a Catholic school. So there's no gay straight alliance in my school. Shocker way to go Catholics. Um, I responded again, cause I was just thinking in my head and <laughs> like, I need to get this out. I was like, I'm not sure what type of unsupportive your mother is, uh sorry and i said um i'm not sure what type of unsupportive your mother is being but i will say to give her time don't think that any of her reaction is your fault but know what she is having to go through right now is as my wonderful therapist explained to me years ago mentally processing and grieving so to speak the loss of her son she's had you for 17 years and that is 17 years of plans and dreams she had for you, which involved a different version of you. Now she has to do away with all of those, or at least kind of rewrite them. And look, another part of her shitty lack of uh, empathy is probably fear. If you had a kid with fucking Trump in the White House, and you see all the decisive stuff, uh, divisive stuff happening all over the country, and then... All of a sudden, your kid is in the middle of it, and then you pull, put all of that grieving on top of it, mixed in with whatever sociocultural shortcomings almost all parents have, due to the age they are and the time they were raised in, can you see how acting so incredibly shitty makes a bit more sense? Let me be clear. Fuck the lack of support you've been given. Absolutely none of what I just said justifies that. But, thinking of things in, in that way can can make it easier for you to cope with think through deal with that lack of support this person responds my mom keeps telling me that i'm just gay and that this is a phase but you're right she'll come around hopefully and thank you again you're right these are hard times for being trans To which i respond ha classic parent reasoning because it fucking is i wish i had a dollar every time i heard that fucking line jesus christ Um, because she's telling him, you know, he's just gay, or she's just gay, Uh, to which I respond, those are difficult things to hear, but you're strong. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to come out in the first place, and you will get through this time in your life. Um, Then she says some other things that I don't want to repeat for her, Um, and then she's like, "Uh, I feel so masculine and gross, and then I say, you're fine, and believe it or not, Uh, not, you will go on to find certain masculine traits endear themselves to you. I have a deep-ass voice, broad shoulders, and big arms. And I fucking love them. Sure, at times they're dysphoric, but at the end of the day, there are parts of me that aren't changing and make me who I am. One of the most difficult things to learn during transition is that unless you want to pass 100% of the time, which there's nothing wrong with, you have to become okay with the idea of, and the image of, yourself as a trans woman. You can own your visible transness. That isn't a thing to be ashamed of or hide. Mm. She said, you're right. Thank you. I just want to start hormones before it becomes harder for me to pass. And I say, "Haha! don't worry about that. I didn't start until last November and I just turned 26 at the game of the month. And I have some friends who have started at all periods in their life uh, and who are doing just fine. Then I do say, pro tip. Unless it is absolutely essential, don't make passing your goal. It will save you a lot of mental stress in the long run, and believe it or not, if you look even vaguely like a woman, most people will treat you as such. Save the usual assholes. And she says, I just have such a fixation on wanting to pass because I'm scared people won't perceive me as a woman. My response? I totally understand that. One of the things I still struggle with is, is putting less stock in what I think the perception of others is because at the end of the day, you can never really know how they perceive you. And if you walk down the street and worry about each person that passes you, that is in your life for only a few brief seconds, you waste so much mental, emotional energy and miss out on an enjoying life and just walking down the street and absorbing the beauty of the world. Uh, She's like, thank you. That's something I really need to work on. Um, She's like, I've just been so afraid People have how people view me. My response is, it's okay to be afraid sometimes. Being yourself can be frighteningly, a frighteningly vulnerable experience. Give it some time and you will eventually find yourself enjoying that vulnerability. Also, don't beat yourself up if you ever feel like you aren't putting enough effort in or work in. There is no timeline for, standard progression of, or necessary speed to maintain going through this process. It's all about what you're able to do at the time. And that, ironically, like gender can be, it's often pretty fluctuating. And then we just stopped. Well. There's a lot of shit in there that I feel like a lot of yeah. queer and trans people need to hear.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I was I could have used that letter.
0: Yeah.
1: Or some version of that.
0: What what parts of it spoke to you?
1: Um I don't know. Um he just it was really like kind of in the beginning, it's a simple thing, but um When you were like, like, what can you do? Can you use different shampoo?
2: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm not very comfortable with this.
0: No, we can move on. No, I'm not
1: comfortable with crying (laughs) publicly. Um, But... I want to try to get through it. Um, I don't know why like. That's such a. It's funny. How the small things. You know I have this joke about. People seeing me the way I want to be seen. I dress this way and I wear Axe deodorant and everybody it always gives a good laugh. <laughs> but it's so meaningful to me.
0: I mean it is the tiny things that you do every day that make you feel the most yourself.
1: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm obviously still dealing with my shit. So
0: but I mean I think that's a thing. Well, we're all always still dealing with our shit.
1: Yeah. Can we talk about my sex life so we can, so I can stop crying?
0: Yeah, can I Well, I just want to touch on what you said at the end. Sure. Just because like I think that is the other thing. That I hear a lot of trans people mistake
2: mm-hmm. or
0: I think is a mistake is when they talk about transition they're like, yeah, I can't wait to be done with transition or just start transition. And totally. it's like, what makes you think that that's some sort of linear process or a process that has a beginning or an end?
1: And maybe end? you don't know how far you really want to go. Like, you have to maybe feel that out. At one point, you were talking yeah. about that. Take your time. Feel it out. Like, there's no hurry. Yeah. There's no timeline. Just, like, swim around in it and see where you You know, either end up or stay for a while and then move, you know, who knows.
0: The girl was like, you know, I'm just, I just want to start hormones so fast because I'm afraid about not passing. And that's why I was like, you don't need to worry about not passing. And then also I was like, I started hormones like back in November. I've known people that have been on hormones for six months and for six years. I've known them people that have started at all points in their life. It doesn't matter, and if you make that the focus of your journey, it's going to be a fucked up journey. Quite frankly,
1: I mean, a lot of people never fully pass. A lot of people get to the point where uh, they sometimes pass, or they pass to some people sometimes, whatever. But you know, having that as a goal, and you're not going to be happy or feel safe in the world unless you pass. That's a really bad recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah, Uh, and also it just also leans into the point of like a lot of people. Have passing as a goal because to them, once they have reached that, they will have completed transition, right? Yeah. Instead of just being okay with your transness and having those moments where, like, you're not using, like, women's, like, uh, shaving cream for your legs because it, you're trying to be more feminine. You're using it because you finally see yourself as that type of woman that uses that type of shaving cream. And, like, that's just a part of your identity you now do. Yeah. Because, like, some women don't use some women like me use nivea like sensitive skin for men because that shit is great but that doesn't fuck with my identity like i don't let that act as a detriment towards my identity because
1: some cis women use men's shaving gel by the way just so everyone knows you know you also have to find the products that work for your body um damn i had two thoughts that i wanted to get to uh Well, one thing you said that was interesting was that there's like parts of you that are inherent or not going away that are um, more masculine that you have to like make peace with. And sometimes they might uh, make you feel dysphoric, but then ultimately they're who you are and stuff. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because it's like, yeah, like I, I think that's part of my hesitation to identify as trans is that idea of like that I would be trying to pass um or that I would be saying I'm a man in this way like because i'm what I would be saying is I'm someone who has um you know it's like you say it's a transition, it's some kind of journey, so I mean I'm on my journey, you know, but if the idea is That I would pass as a man or that, um, I would fully like, I don't know, live as a man or, or see myself that way. Like there's too many parts of me that are feminine and parts that I like, you know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes, yeah, there's parts of me that I like that make me feel dysphoric, but I'm like, yeah, but it's so hot, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So it's hard to give up,
0: you know? Uh yeah i mean i get it like i you know i mean i like i mentioned like my fucking shoulders and my arms and that but like i like the fact that like if i'm hooking up with somebody or if i'm like helping somebody move i can fucking lift someone i can move some shit and like that turns me on too and it's not just like you have to have a sexual component to it to think it's okay but uh i yeah there are those qualities that like necessarily are gonna make you a little dysphoric because like you're living in a like the cultural headspace you live in doesn't allow for the type of like person you see yourself as, which is of two worlds. Like we still live in a very like black and white boy and girl world. And so like that's naturally gonna make your head tug at either sides of each other. That's
1: true. When you're trying to make little movies in your mind it's hard to put yeah. But gender neutral. Gender. But I think people
0: often slip into like, well, that means there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. and I need to like work, th- think outside of that. Mm-hmm. Or like, I need to like come up with some solution so I don't feel this dysphoria instead of just realizing that like, the dysphoria is a product of the identity that you have. And that's not a bad thing. That dysphoria oftentimes is an affirming thing. It's like, oh, fuck, I'm feeling dysphoric. Right. It's like, yeah, but I, for me, I've taken that and I've turned that into like a positive type totally. space. Totally. It's
1: like an understanding of yourself when yeah. you realize you're dysphoric. You're like, oh, ah, I'm recognizing what's happening there. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes, you know. I might be like stoned and trying to get ready and end up in tears because <laughs> I. <laughs> it's all part of. Because part. I can't pick out what I want to fucking wear, but I like uh, to think that's like yeah. you know my dysphoria playing into my womanhood. Yeah, exactly. Stereotypically, for you,
1: for you it helps. For me, it's embarrassing, yeah. you know.
0: Because. What fucking cargo shorts am I gonna put on? I can't decide.
1: Yeah, um. I don't wear. Thank you. I don't wear cargo shorts, but Meyer. um, anymore. I have. I certainly have. I was
0: like, I saw you last summer in cargo no, shorts. okay,
1: probably at work or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Being a lesbian is hot, you know, and it's It's again like I have a joke about it feeling like uh, you know instead of a straight man who tells me he's like a lesbian stuck in a man's body, I feel like a man who's snuck into a lesbian's body, yeah, you know, and but that is kind of how it feels, like so if I'm looking down, it doesn't feel like my body, but I'm like involved in this hot
0: lesbian se- sex lesbian
1: sex, and as a dude, <laughs> I'm like, really I into uh, lesbian about sex it. <laughs> yeah. You know, as a dude, I love lesbian porn. So, um, yeah. You wanted to... Can you sum up wild sex parties are tearing this Colorado community apart?
0: I mean, I just thought it was hilarious because to me, it's clearly... This, like, older guy or old guy that is living in a suburb of Denver, Colorado, Mm -hmm. that is having these fucking awesome sex parties in a 7,500 square foot house, like, swinging parties. Like,
1: fun... 70s style parties. Yeah. Like they ought to be on Quaaludes. But his
0: neighbors are getting pissed and like have like keyed cars of people visiting because they're like blocking not blocking parking on the street. It's just just they're parking on the street. Yeah but it's not illegal. It's not anything bad either. They're just like they're not having people over either. They're just like I don't want cars on the street and we know what's happening. Yeah they're being shitty
1: because they're not getting late at home and they're like stupid orgy people.
0: I know. And here's the thing. This guy, it was like, haters gonna hate. This guy acknowledged, he's like, I'm sorry if it got too loud. He put money into soundproofing his fucking house. Yeah. Right? But I love it because it's like, you know, they're doing it classic, like kink party, like swingers party style like a like a dude at your home where it's like because they mentioned in there mm-hmm. how he's like you know yeah there's like cocktails like i provide cocktails and like water but like there's always a potluck yeah and that is a thing that i think most people don't know about <laughs> yeah, kink yeah, and fetish yeah. events is that this
1: is a community building no it is it's like yeah. you
0: always bring like a food item or like a thing like that and you and not just preferably like i brought a bag beans. of chips yeah yeah preferably not beans <laughs> Indian but uh, food <laughs> When the neighbors Was quoting They were like They're walking in there With four fucking crock pots, Like it's a goddamn <laughs> Like Fourth of July potluck And I was like yeah. yeah
1: Well it is
0: But here's the thing It's old people So yeah. it's like All these old ladies Sweet And like old, old men Like getting ready to fuck But like the old ladies Like oh, I'm gonna make A great little thing Of queso <laughs> Some chips for afterwards We're just gonna have A good Hell little yeah grandma Ooh. I wish some of my Grandparents were alive my pulled so they- pork tacos Were a hit <laughs> Yeah That's I'd- lovely it just pisses me off, though. Also, because it's like, go fuck yourself. Like
1: these neighbors are sad people, obviously. Who, yeah, their their marriages are, are not going well. No,
0: and and aren't getting invited to cool shit. They're
1: not getting invited. Yeah, exactly. They're not getting invited. They're jealous, and I mean, maybe they're a little bit grossed out thinking about all these old people fucking, and then, but they're just lying to themselves about why they're mad. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, the first thing I think of when I read. Like the title of like... (laughs) massive sex party thunderstorm or whatever it is i was destroys, just destroys
1: like, co- it tears the community apart i know
0: <laughs> <laughs> my first thing the thought is like that song is just like ass everywhere ass everywhere <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> if they
1: were playing that loudly in front yard speakers then i would agree that yeah they were but they're
0: fucking inside and the guy even was like yeah i made sure that no matter where you are on the street or around or in the backyard like you cannot see into my house there's no way children or anybody in this neighborhood is going to like see anything
1: yeah, but you, I mean, I, you, it sounds like he's doing all the right
0: but things. But what fucking cunt keys someone's car for in attending general, a sex come party? come on.
1: I know. What kind of a loser? What are you going to write in your diary, keyed this guy's car, went to a sex party? Like, you're a Still loser. Still not getting you're, laid. You're the dumb one, yeah.
0: Oh, shit. Have you heard about this? Okay, so this is the what they're calling incels, I-N-C-E-L-S, incels, uh-huh. which stands for involuntary celibate.
1: Okay. It the is, ugly people? <laughs> yes <laughs> oh.
2: that
0: is exactly it. it's fuck ugly people who who no one will fuck and so they've turned to the internet and have become these like hateful I wanna like murder hot people and rape uh, women oh it's people. like
1: the that's like the guys what, what was the name of the like straight dudes who aren't getting laid is that the same thing yeah they're just the updated insults. term yeah what was it used to be called involuntary celibates but didn't it used to be called something else like the red pill people or, but there was a term for people who I don't know I don't oh, know that. okay well all right, so I it's just, incel now.
0: Yeah, but, like, I, because, uh, you know, they were saying that it's one of those dudes. They would give
1: themselves, like, a dorky, like, tr- like military-esque sounding name. Oh, yeah, they're all fucking. about
0: taking over. They, like, ranked everybody into, like, geeks. different groups, like, the hot people that fucked. It's all about how, like, women fuck too much and, like, oh, hot people geeks. are to blame for fucking too much and that, like, it's not mean, enough you're for it to go around. You mean hot
1: people get to fuck? And it's, like, it's so sad. Ugh. And,
0: like, yeah. And it's like, all it, of course, it gets wrapped up in like racist, weird right-wing bullshit. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It's fucking... When you read about it, it's both frightening and hilarious. Right. Um but yeah, There's a w- lot
1: of disturbed, challenged
0: people in this world. Oh, for sure. Supposedly that dude, you know that dude that drove that car all in the, the sidewalk? He That town. was one of him. He, that, was that was like an incel. Guys. Yeah, he was all yeah, up I've in heard, that shit. I've
1: heard that they've gotten that. That's why I said there was some old older term for it just like a year ago. Um. Um, because that's what I'd heard is that they were getting violent and talking about getting guns and shooting all the hot people. And Well, stuff they've like historically
0: that. been violent. Right. Yeah. I mean, like that's like what's interesting about it is that like it's not just that they're ugly And not getting laid, it's that the solution to this is, like, often, like, the hyper-violent fantasies. They're
1: obviously kind of socially stunted, we'll say. Socially iffy.
0: I mean, isn't it sad that I think about, like, filming myself fucking and just sending them videos?
1: Don't get yourself shot. I know,
0: but just, like, laughing. like. (laughs) <laughs> like fucking flipping off the camera uh, just like i mean i think both me fucking like hot bitches and then me like letting hot bitches fuck me and just being like yeah i'm not even using their vagina that you can't use either they're fucking me you, yeah. i think that would be more insulting to them if it's like a hot woman not being used in a derogatory manner like they want i think that I'm would really sure get you at could them. Send
1: them a movie clip of you hugging a woman and <laughs> they would be sad you know they're just, not getting any contact or just
0: videos of us teasing like these people to be like yeah we're just sitting here with our friends and we can just touch them because yeah. we're <laughs> friends and they've said we can do that they'll <laughs> never say you can do this no they'll never tell you yeah because
1: you're creepy and ugly and weird and now you're violent well
0: great like your fat fucking ugly face
1: <laughs> why don't you shave your gross beard <laughs> and you're
0: fuck i mean here's the thing okay. i don't actually know if these people are ugly but like i from uh reading like their comments and reading of several articles about them, it seems as if like a lot of their, like their hierarchies are based on look and they consider themselves in like this lowest hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. Like there are alphas, betas, and then omegas, that's, I think. Omegas like, are ugly people. Yeah, omegas are the lowest and okay. that's where they consider themselves. But that's what themselves. they call it, is yeah. ugly and unfuckable. Yeah, and they consider themselves like that their uh, looks are a large reason right. why. Yeah, But here's I, the thing, I-, I highly suspect that a lot of those people probably are not, like, fuck ugly, right? I think mm-hmm. they're probably, like...
1: If someone here- got them a right haircut and lost like, a ma- little weight, put them, dress them Yeah, and taught them, them how to, like,
0: talk to people and not be a dick.
1: Take a shower every day so that there's not as much acne, um, you know, and just uh yeah but but dress nicer but no one ever helped them they needed an older sister or something yeah and i think and they never had that
0: i think you're probably right i think that a lot of them are fucking socially stunted
1: yeah that's exactly what it is i mean i have a brother that's like this i don't know if he has taken the red pill or whatever i don't know i don't i hope he's not an incel i think he's i think he's too sweet-natured to go down that path but he's exactly that guy he's morbidly obese and um socially stunted and has weird facial hair usually and is you know he's like an overnight manager at a convenience store in i can't even remember pasadena texas or something um oh maybe i shouldn't say that yeah there's a lot of (laughs) convenience stores doesn't matter um you know and you know it's it is sad it's sad if that's who you are yeah. It's not like the life that any of us wants. And I, I feel really sympathetic to that. I, it's, I don't know what to do to fix the fact that these people are so distraught feel, that they are turning to that kind of anger and violence. I don't know.
0: I don't feel sympathetic to someone who's turned to that anger and violence. I feel sympathetic to the, who, to the people that involuntary celibacy is happening right. to. And that's just like a thing. And you're just like, you're not trying to like rape anybody forcefully and murder their partners right. or like murder you know
1: once you get violence you've chosen you've chosen the dark got, side yeah. you know and that you know you know that if you've chosen violence i mean
0: I, don't you think that in like some part of their heart they know that they've chosen violence is a, a wrong you, thing to do
1: of course they do of course they do but yeah but uh, but as we say to people who haven't chosen violence it would be good if there was some Thing to do to help those people have a better life. You know, we have a lot of kind of disability type stuff for people, and it's if we're going to be honest about it. I mean, being being really unattractive is a huge disability in our culture. I mean, we know that. We know that in hiring studies and in mental health and every you know in every way we measure it. It's, and there's you know, there's no help for ugly people, and so it's like if we treat that with some of the liberal compassion that we treat other causes, maybe these people wouldn't be turning to violence.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is true uh, who is it that has the joke? Is it Richard Pryor or Chris Rock or some I forget who has it, but it's mm-hmm. just like you would rather be called any sort of slur than be called fuck ugly. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep 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 yep.
0: And it's yeah, it's extremely sad.
1: And Louis CK has a joke about You know, people say, oh, anyone could get laid or, or there's someone for everyone or something, however his setup is. And he's like, no, there's some people who are so ugly. There are some people who are so fucking ugly that nobody, I can't remember how he like builds it, but whatever it is, is
0: (laughs) we're not going to fuck you.
1: Like no one's going to do it. No one wants to do it. So people are that ugly. And that's like, that's a, it's a sad and funny truth. And I mean, you know, you want to help those people figure out to be comedians or something.
0: Like, or do something Do something
1: with it you know make great art it's the neil gaiman thing life makes you fucking ugly and you can't and you can't fix it make good art man yeah <laughs> that's all you can do
0: and just hope that a pretty person isn't also at your gallery thing and because they'll sell more than honestly, you. honestly there's some just really attractive
1: people there's some really attractive people who are like attracted to grotesquely ugly people and i don't know if they get off on um everyone seeing them be with ugly people and then being like whatever uh, i don't know but like that's like, something i've maybe, seen a number of times do so they, find your crazy do you think they
0: get off on like being like looking like a good person mother like, Teresa yeah, of like, who like, they're
1: attracted to i'm obviously not superficial yeah
0: i i don't know i have great looks but i'll fuck i'm fine so with it, dating anybody because here's the thing right. here's a distinction i want to make it's not just about fucking somebody because mm-hmm. i think that's like kind of like that's not the same as like giving someone like uh, validation for who they are, like being, because mm-hmm. I don't like people who are like, I don't have a problem with fat people. I'd fuck a fat girl. It's like right. that's different than right. being like than not giving a fuck about like a fat girl yeah. being fat, right? Totally. So like, I think it's the same type of thing with like these people where it's like we're not just looking for someone to fuck this fuck ugly person. We need somebody who can like form an emotional they fucking be bond fri- with they them. Need
1: friends?
0: No, oh, they're not gonna get them though.
1: It's sad. Well, I mean, maybe is there like a fat people you not know, like fat people anonymous? i don't think it's first off these aren't just fat fat people yeah that That was just um that was just my heart coming out (laughs) no that was just oh yeah where we were at no um is there an ugly anonymous that's a real question though because i feel like if that's if that's legit you know that it's hard for them to make friends yeah they maybe need each other and
0: here's you know what you know what else i think ugly people anonymous would probably like end up happening is Mm -hmm. that It would function kind of the same way as like an open mic does where you go to an open mic when you're first starting off comedy and you're like, as long as I'm not the worst comic in the room, (laughs) I'm fine. And so these people are going to go to ugly people anonymous. They're going to see it. Yeah. And they're like, well, fuck, I'm not this guy. And so eventually we'll filter people out by them learning they're not that bad. And then the really poor ones will just be there and be like, yeah, we are the, we're the worst. And then they'll kill
1: themselves. What's your game? What's your end game?
0: (laughs) here? Maybe they'll fall in love with each other. Maybe
1: they'll fall in love. Yeah.
0: Unlike Alcohol Anonymous. Anonymous, uh, we, Maybe we'll encourage them to fuck. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like, um, like uh a emotional
0: support meeting first, and then like you a circle jerk afterwards. Who,
1: yeah. Y'all just kind of blow each other just to establish human touch again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anyone. <laughs> That's a
0: real. Oh, dude. I didn't even know this was a real thing until like about a year ago that, uh, yeah deprivation from human touch where like you need to like some people need to like sleep with an object or have like an object that they hug every day even if it's not a person right like have it in their life to have like yeah
1: yeah but people need touch people need actual human touch if you ever go without it for a few days and then someone touches your arm you'll be like oh a meter was low okay interesting (laughs) you know it's that's some real shit
0: i'm always a hugger though like i don't like handshakes are fine but if we've met and we hang out i'm usually like at least like a side hug like hey how's it going
1: have you ever moved somewhere where you didn't know anyone
0: uh yeah yeah like when i started doing comedy i wasn't a side hugger but like i like did the handshake thing for a while but eventually after i've known you for like two years at least yeah if we're hanging out smoking cigarettes outside and you're my buddy we've gotten drunk we've kicked it i'm just gonna side hug you like hey man how's it going i come here I mean, yeah, that's, he's pretty reserved I for uh, hugging, really. Well, I, I like it because I think it breaks down, like, an awkwardness barrier. Sure and no, also hugging is, is is good. It makes them feel a little awkward sometimes. Like, oh, oh, we're, we're on the same page, but we're hugging. But mm-hmm.
1: it's like, yeah, come in, man. You know what I'm still having trouble with is how to hug women with big boobs. Dude. What am I supposed to do? I oftentimes feel like I bounce back after i, uh, I tried to, i don't want to be like too gingerly that it's awkward
0: i've never i've never figured this out i've had the struggle my whole life also and now i have the struggle of growing boobs and they're fucking sore That's and weird, tender huh? yeah. and like i don't like when i'm hugging people i'm like oh don't not hard hugs like yeah. especially people that i'm giving good two-handed hugs to. it's just like oh, right. shit my tits are so fucking sore right
1: yeah stop touching
0: it, it wasn't sorry yeah you you like this oh, i do not stop mm. it please stop Rub my nipples gross no bra gross
1: gross i know why don't you just wear a bra uh, you're okay, a woman dude. now
0: <laughs> i wear bras to work and then i take them off as soon as i get home because so it's like hell yeah i love dude i usually if i'm at home and i'm not going out for the night i'm fucking naked most of the time like i don't wear clothes walking around this apartment
1: I did want to say one more thing about my, when we were talking about, you know, passing and stuff and of course how I like it that when people, you know, call me sir and, you know, the only thing that I don't like is when people are overly apologetic once they realize that I have a vagina, Um, you know, uh, and, and people have gotten better about that. But this woman in Atlanta, she was like. I got onto this elevator first and she said, Oh, you hold that, sir. You know? And, and then she kind of made up like maybe a tiny little sound of acknowledgement, like, Oh, or whatever. Like some, I think there might've been a little sound, but then I was just like, Oh, what floor do you want? And she said 12 and we did it. And then uh, like a moment of silence, she's like, I guess it was midnight. And I was, she's just like, Oh, you've been out partying. And I was like, Oh, I've been partying for days. This is, I'm going in early tonight. She was like, all right. You've been having fun. Whatever. It was a very just like cute little conversation. And it just seamlessly, she just did not feel the need to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're a woman. You know, Um it was just really cool. It was. And of course, it was a black woman. They are always the best about everything. So <laughs> whatever.
0: Nice. I mean, I definitely know that feeling. Like I've had that feeling I mean, I don't know how many times where, you know, it might be, like, a weird day or, like, especially when I'm hungover and I'm not putting effort. I've just got on a tank top and some shorts. hmm Like, I'm still very much, like, can be, like, just twinkie dude. Yeah. Right? Uh, but, so, still, sometimes, you know, I get random, like, hey, sir, uh, ma'am, and uh, ma'am, like, yeah. people just genuinely, like, oh, fuck, what I use? It's like, yeah, dude, I I just need these tacos. I don't give a shit what you call me right now. I just Right. But it is nice when you they do it and they're just like ah oh, well it happened is, whatever you
1: are yeah yeah it's, it's not a big deal and that's and and I don't know maybe here's I'm... the thing
0: I get it like mm-hmm. I, I get it like I know how I look so if you fuck it up right like I know what's going on like it's not like right. I'm like how how could they possibly have thought whichever one they right, thought? It's right. Like, yeah, I get what I look like. Like, I'm I'm, I'm androgynous as fuck. Like, you can, yeah, like, exactly. assume either. And I both it make perfect sense. It would be weird.
1: Sense. It's like that's a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode about that. Like, uh, he accidentally calls some lesbian sir and then she's weird about it. And it's like, yeah, you know how short your hair is. Like, you know what you dress like. Like, um, of course. And...
0: Don't pretend like everybody's supposed to know how, like, you're right. engaging with the world or, like... Right. And, and, and- also don't... And the Take reality so is, seriously. of course,
1: in my case, like what she was doing is, if anything, more intuiting the situation. And I feel like that's what it felt like. She intuited that she didn't need to apologize, that she she acknowledged in her brain like, oh, but then also just could see men maybe could just sense from my aura that I'm totally fine with that. And like, that's, you know, and of course, not even misgendering me, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, because, you know, Jimmy Tibbs calls me Norman Ariel. Mm hmm. I can't remember who this was the other day, but they were like, they heard him say that. And then they were like, you just let Jimmy call you that. And I was like, yeah, what you don't understand is that Jimmy understands my gender better than everybody else does.
0: So he calls you Norman. Yeah. Yeah. He just
1: calls me Norman Ariel instead of Ariel, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's fair enough.
0: I fucking love that. I love
1: that because it's like, I, I don't want to have to tell people how they see me. I like it when people just see me, in a way that's more reflective of how I feel and he does. So I'm like, all right,
0: perfect. And, you know, that's a thing I think a lot of people don't recognize often, which is like when we say we don't give a shit, like about pronouns and things, it's like, it's not as if they, we think they don't have a power mm-hmm. or they're not important. Right. But it, it's also like, but I'm not locked down to like being militant about it or even like taking pleasure in any way someone wants to recognize like how I'm like expressing myself, right? Right. So like with Jimmy calling you Norman Ariel, probably still uses she and her. Yeah. But it like No,
1: he it, sometimes but, uses he and oh, him, he does? But it, he goes back and forth. And yeah. honestly, he, great. You know Hell yeah. But that's like, I, that's probably where I got she, her, his from. Is that's kind of how I have a a, a number of men and in, in who I you know, guy friends who do that kind of thing. And that's perfect for me. Yeah. And they're known as like less woke people. Um, but they're pretty woke about my gender now. So
0: it's like when you let people just kind of figure it out and do their own thing mm-hmm. and know that even if it's not exactly the thing you want, they're doing the thing in the spirit of it. It's like, yeah, good for you. Like, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And they're
1: kind of half trying to be jokey and whatever, but they're also stumble joking onto something that's, that's real.
2: So
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <sighs> If
0: only everyone could be cool and let that happen.
1: Hell yeah. Just be cool everyone. Okay, well what?
0: so tell me about your yeah, sex I'm life. Yeah, <laughs> my
1: sex. Okay. So, you know my 21-year-old. Yes. Um, I have to used to not using names and everything um so she and i have been texting mostly for like a month and a half or oh god i hope that's even close to accurate (laughs) sorry if it's not i have no i have no frame of time in my head right now anyway she she and i've been texting for a while um basically since the separation and but then like just immediately I was out of town and she was out of town for three weeks and I, like my schedule has been crazy. So even though we've been discussing sex for forever, um, we've only been able to hang out once mm-hmm. and we like, you know, I'm, I enjoy being teased so much and she has like a little vulnerability about first night sex or whatever. So we leave things that like, Pure blue balls for
0: me. Yeah. Um, also, I want to clarify. I don't. Cause I don't know if we've actually talked about it. You separated from your wife.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind yeah. of lost awesome over that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I just wanted. We well, just said like the separation. I just don't <laughs> want people being like, "Wait, is Ariel?" It came up. In
1: the, I assume it came up in the last. I episode. don't think
0: we've talked about it. Okay, we, we'll get there eventually. It's but fine. just My for clarification, Ariel's not. <laughs> cheating on her wife.
1: I'm not cheating on my wife. We're separated. My mom called today after my parents just got back from their four-month-long cruise like yesterday and we've missed each other's calls a number of times although I was definitely calling her back purposely at times I knew she wouldn't answer but... <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> but she she got me today and I was like, you know what? Okay, let me do this. Anyway, we talked mostly about her cruise. <clears throat> we talked mostly about her cruise um, and then I forced her to listen to stuff about comedy and she tried to ask about my wife like... A couple times, and I was like, let's ha- ask me again another day. <laughs> That's all right, you let's know. Let's not have this conversation. I just was now. like, just ask me. And then, so, but then after I talked about the comedy stuff, like how much I've been traveling this month and everything, um, she was like, So I'm assuming because you didn't want to talk about it that um, there's some, so all this traveling has caused some tension in your marriage or whatever. And I was like, You know, I, fair enough, but ask me again on another day. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's how I dealt with that. Anyway, so yes, I'm separated. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Moving
0: back on to our present fantasy uh, situation with our 21-year-old. Yes, well, not okay. fantasy, but...
1: It, no, it's... Uh, so it's kind yes, of a fantasy. It's a currently still kind of a fantasy, yeah. Um, well, and the thing about speaking of fantasy, so, so, by the way, I mean, just, like, really, really attracted to her. Um, just, like, viscerally attracted to her. And it's nice. She's more... Uh, curvaceous. I don't know what words the kids are into these days. For like,
0: she has curves. She has she's, just, she's got a fucking good like, body. I, body's banging. My first mm.
1: girlfriend did, and like, I don't. You know, it's very. Some. I've spent a lot of time with. You know, center center people, and like, there's just something about. Yeah, it anyway, feels good I'm, to have someone with
0: like <laughs> some shit to grab onto. Yeah. When you lay on them. you she just talks like,
1: about wanting to lose fit. She brings up wanting to lose fifteen pounds sometimes, and I'm like fine but you don't have to at all so i mean um, i love
0: people with a body yeah she's
1: strong by the way (laughs) anyway um so we've already discussed our sexual dynamic a lot and agreed that i would just be the bottom and she would just be the top um, and you know, like in the future, who knows, but that's just like a thing where you know, and it was it's something we really like cl- clarified and um, have been excited to explore, and there's just like a number of things, and then, okay, anyway, so have this whole flirtation, we get together, it's hot, hot, hot. <coughs> um, she drove me crazy, you know, and and although it's not hard to, all you have to do is just tease me so but but. Okay, well, two things. First of all, the other day, she texted me um, about how much she likes my Shane Battier character.
0: Mm-hmm. Did <laughs> yeah. I tell you about this? What up, Shane?
1: <laughs> I think I told you about this. How, <laughs> yeah, how she was like, she said she was surprised by being turned on by hearing me be Shane Battier <laughs> um, when she was listening to the first uh saga with him where he's he's butt
0: fucking melvin
1: marvin or melvin or whatever he is yeah
0: um yeah maybe marvin yeah marvin mm -hmm. you're right
1: mervin maybe it's mervin
0: (laughs) i would never name a character mervin those
1: are all horrible names sorry to all our marlin listeners um (laughs) marley i
0: caught me a marlin and i fucked it
1: someone's name was marlin once Anyway,
0: <laughs> Another, well, there's never a marlin in our, car, in our our catalog. I didn't
1: mean in our, I just mean uh, someone
0: in general, for sure. Yeah.
1: Anyway, and it is hot, you know. Um, that's a military uh prison scenario, whatever. You know what I mean, like a whatever a power yeah. dynamic scenario. Obviously, I'm into it. So the idea that she was uh, turned on by that, I was like, oh, interesting. Hell
2: fucking <laughs> yeah!
1: And. Uh, and, but so then we started exploring this dynamic a little bit. And again, we're just discussing these things because this is a long, it's been a long distance month. Um, so, but (laughs) the idea of, um, me, I was, I, I started to think about like, what if like some of my issues being the top sexually, um, my hesitations and like, I get really self conscious, uh, is like maybe that's because of the gender dysphoria situation that we were just discussing. Right. So like I've learned to be really feminine in bed and I really value that part of myself, but, um, it is kind of, a it's just like, yeah, yeah it puts me into a weird place cause I haven't learned how to be a man.
0: Yeah. No, I was, uh, um, I was hooking up with a trans girl recently, and she topped me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really excited about that. because She actually fucked the shit out of me, which is what I've been wanting for a while. Yeah, I finally got it. It yeah. was a good, good night for me. Yeah. But she was like, "Yeah." She's like, "I was like, do you want me to fuck you?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's, sure, yeah." I was like, "Okay, sure." And mm-hmm. so, like, I started to fuck her for a second, and then maybe when I say a second, like maybe twenty to forty-five seconds, and then she was like you know, I'm actually not, I don't really want you to fuck me. I'm not feeling it. I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Because, like, I had already more or less came. Yeah. Right? I didn't, like, actually ejaculate, but her fucking me was enough where so I was, sure. like, done.
1: Very sated. Yeah, I was yeah.
0: satiated. Like, no mm-hmm. one's motherfucking business. Um, but then afterwards, she was like, yeah, she's like, I just, I thought I w- might could have but i can't typically top and bottom in the same night Hmm. like if i'm gonna bottom i have to like be in that like space or if i'm gonna top because it it, i think it was oddly dysphoric topping is a more masculine thing she's fucking me with her dick but if she's bottoming then she feels more feminine and getting interesting so maybe it's the same way with you maybe it's
1: like i've always thought you know in in each sexual encounter kind of feels like both things should happen. In a gay relationship, you just kind of switch roles and do some... And not that it always happens that way. Sometimes it's just one dynamic or the other. But like, But I would always have that feeling, that responsibility of like, oh, that probably should happen. Whereas if I had just thought of it as separate occasions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. That is so interesting.
0: Sometimes you do column A, sometimes you do column B, and sometimes you're on ecstasy and you do both of those and add... D, E, and F. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, and so, <laughs> but in this, in with, with my 21-year-old, it's like, okay, so we were establishing this dynamic, like, you're just going to be the top, and I'm going to be the bottom. And mm-hmm. so, I, think because I felt like that would be very freeing for me to not have that responsibility, to have, not feel like I have to be able to switch now. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So
0: And also, you can add in this identity that you said you wanted to build as, like, a power bottom, which right. is a kind of totally. a masculine thing. Right, totally so work it's on that. Given, um real quick you're associating femininity with being a bottom right
1: sure whatever okay no is, but that, is that allowed? well no
0: no that's fine i was just like clarifying for my own sake because it's like okay well if we're working towards defeminizing bottoming for you which is the thing you do yeah. i think the power bottom thing would be like a great thing to get into or yeah. like you can even get into like the selfishness of like men i, I think of power
1: bottoming as still being kind of feminine
0: oh, dude, we'll we'll show you some porn where it's just like Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, show me that's that. the manliest shit I've ever seen. Just like, oh, fucking okay. just get it in him. Okay, okay, but okay. so anyway. we, you know. Okay.
1: okay. Um. Wait. So, so exploring the dynamic, and and, and yeah, I think in the future, I'll be, but it was it's fun to have someone who's game to be like, yes, let's explore this se- sexual dynamic together. Mm-hmm. So, and then again, I'm excited about the future and me start thinking about like. Okay, I wonder if I could then also eventually explore this whole—we'll just call it Shane Battier fantasy, you know—and and Anne. um, so this was all well and good, and then like two days ago, she texted me and let me know she got back together with her ex. We had already always talked about okay, obviously I don't want a relation, I don't want to be in a relationship, and completely like have sex with everybody, whatever, you know, um we're going to have the sexual relationship, you know. But she gets back together with her ex. And I had known that they had been hooking up. And so there was a part of my brain that was like, oh, she better not get back together with her ex. She fucking, fucking did? She says she did. But, okay. So I was like, oh, okay. And I was just trying to give her, like, very level-headed advice, not trying to be, you know, um, selfish in it, trying to kind of just give her my take on it. And also, you know, at one point she was like, wow, well, you're being really, <laughs> like, you know, um, mature about this or something. And I was like, "Here, if you want the immature answer, here's what that would look like. You know what I mean? Just so you understand where I'm at. But yes, here's my mature answer. Anyway, so we have this whole thing. But I'm like, damn it, man, I like found this person that I was supposed to explore this thing. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, I mean, we'll just wait a few months and see what happened. But then I was like, hey, have you thought about <laughs> bringing up the whole open relationship thing because it's 2018 you're 21 she's only a few years old and it's like what are, what, are, what are you gonna get married neither of you are ever gonna have sex with women ever again yeah why lock and, yourself down and not have yeah you know okay so and and I was like, just... And, you know, your relationship broke up for for various reasons before. Maybe we can shake it up and have a different... Anyway, so I'm having this whole... And I'm just like, just putting this out there, you know. But she's very receptive to it, um, you know. And there's part of her that wants that herself, of course. I mean, I think the, the whole part of her, you know. Um, she didn't want to have to give this up. So then I was like, I mean, uh, you know... If you if a threesome situation helps, <laughs> I'm total I'm I totally f- down with that in whatever I will dynamic, audition whatever dynamic that you <coughs> y'all think best and just putting this out there I don't even know what she looks like I'm just saying that because I'm invested and you know just for not because I don't want her feeling jealous that. I'm like, ooh, you know, I want to have sex with you. I'm like, I don't even know what she looks like. I'm For you, I want to have a, a threesome with y'all. And so she was like, okay, I'm going to ask. Now, <laughs> I'm like, shit. If this conversation goes <laughs> that blows.
0: Oh, that just escalated quickly.
1: Yeah. Also, yeah. So we took things, Sarah. Sarah.
0: I was just horny and like tossing it out there in hopes <laughs> that it might stick, but fuck.
1: <laughs> no, okay. And so the other thing about the threesome is that uh, my 21 year old and I had discussed oh, weeks ago that she'd had a threesome once. Um, I can't, I don't know if it's with the same girl she's with now or with a previous girlfriend, but she would had a threesome once, but it had been with a guy and she hadn't liked it. Like she, they thought it was great. You know, they're pretty, uh, you know, open sexually or whatever. Um, but having when she just, once the guy was there, it, like, it just got weird. Um, and, so I knew that they'd had that, but no, I don't think she's been involved in a all women threesome and neither have I. Um, And so I was like, well, I mean, I feel like I can do a good job of not making anybody jealous, you know? Yeah. And so, and so I'm pretty tactful. <laughs> so, <laughs> so today she texts me and at first she's like, girlfriends like, Kind of not pissed, but it's it's icky. Um, She's trying to be supportive and whatever, but she's just like, and she's like, and I don't want to hurt her and blah blah blah. So there's that, and I'm trying to remember how it. At one point, it transitions. They're they're continuing to discuss it. I, I guess she's just texting me while I think this is real time. They had been talking in person, and she started texting me, and then they started texting. So I'm getting these updates right while I'm at the grocery store. Um, so then she sends me a screenshot. Just in the middle of her, like right after the last one where she's like, I don't just, I just don't know, blah, blah, blah. I get the screenshot. Her girlfriend says, you know what? Let's just do it. She's sexy as hell. Let me get a quarter bar and a mark or two and I'll be golden. (laughs) (laughs) And so at first I was like, okay, is it for serious? And then I'm like, I think it is. So yes. Um, So do
0: you still need to borrow my apartment on Wednesday? not, Not on
1: Wednesday, but um, yeah, I'll, but that'll happen at I would just place. Like now we have to wait a little bit longer. I would
0: just like the listeners to know that Ariel <sighs> did uh, text me because when she wanted to fuck her twenty one year old, apparently couldn't do it at her apartment or wherever this twenty one year old lives, and then it's just like. Hey, can I uh, borrow or use your apartment to fuck this 21-year-old in? It is not that uh, weird And of I would a just like, <laughs> that's essentially what you sent me. I'm
1: just saying that's not that weird of a request.
0: I, kn- I know. It is when it's like, I don't have a guest bedroom and it's 380 square you feet and you're fucking me in my bed. Yes,
1: I'm asking you to spend the night at someone else's house. I mean,
0: you know. I wasn't spending the night. Y'all were going to come over here and fucking leave. Oh. I wasn't going to let you crash in my place. Oh, man. What fuck that? Well, I, that yeah, wasn't specified in there. That's a huge, that's a whole different bar, ball game. Like, I would do that, but like, that's gonna. Fine. That's, that's fine. A we fucking could fucking favor.
1: sober up and then go back. It's fine.
0: Yeah. God damn.
1: Fine. I, I have
0: plans Wednesday night too. Well,
1: I know. I just and figured. Thursday night. Okay, fine. Well, it doesn't matter anymore because now I have to wait until I know. the threesome gets I do organized. want to just
0: point out that I didn't at one th- any point like refuse. I was just like, that's hell true. yeah, you totally can.
1: You're a good friend. Thank you very much.
0: Immediately agreed. Yes. I was also going to clean all my sex toys in case you wanted to use any.
1: Okay. Well, there's you. a magic
0: <laughs> wand over there. It's like that's never been inside me. You tell <laughs> me two lesbians kind. couldn't that use that. That is very that?
1: kind that you wanted to clean your sex toys for me. Thank you.
0: So I want to go back to this threesome that you want to have and yes. like your... Worries slash insecurities about it. So here's well, here's my things. Like, what are your what are your worries? Because I have some threesome advice.
1: Okay. Well, let me tell you the uh, the rest of the dynamic before we get to the advice, in case okay. it helps you be more specific. Yeah. Okay. So I say, yeah, I was gonna say if there's a dynamic or of who does what to whom that y'all are most comfortable with. I'm amenable and obviously completely down with her plan, which she had alluded to you know, um, being top or whatever. So she goes, I think what would make me most comfortable is for you to touch us as little as possible, not because I wouldn't want you to or she wouldn't want to, but just so there's no jealousy that pops up, blah, blah, blah. And like uh, later on, later on, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yeah, so I'm going to be the bottom to both of you? Yeah. Fucking sign me up. You know? This is I- ideal. It's it-
0: Yeah, but I think you should like be you should ask, like, okay, I'll touch you, at, like, as you say, as little as possible, but, like, what does that mean? Does mm-hmm. that mean, can I kiss y'all? Can I touch your boobs? Can I, like, right. do you want me to touch either of y'all at all, or do you just want me to be there to y'all so I can fuck me? Because I'm down with that, but I need to know, like, what rules, engagement for you sure. want from me.
1: Yeah, I definitely will ask. I mean, right now, I just, I assume a f- largely, like, I'll be able to play that by ear. And she kind of talked about... Well, hold on, hold on. She kind of talked about... Like, you know, she said... Um... Okay, so if we're into it, she will surely make it clear that she wants you to touch me, and I'll make it clear I want you to touch her. If one of us finds that, but blah 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 blah. Um, so she's aware of that dynamic, and I I feel confident that it'll be easy for me to ask all the pertinent questions that I need beforehand because it's fun to ask those questions because I enjoy yeah the flirtation of discussing sex. So I mean, I'll just be like, okay, so I mean, are y'all should are y'all just gonna tie me up? You know, you know yeah what what are the rules do you want to tell me the rules kissing and boob wise or are you just going to feel that out have you discussed this with your girlfriend blah 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 okay i mean i can't wait to have those conversations so don't worry
0: yeah because those are the things that i think a lot of people don't think about threesomes is like have you discussed what you do immediately after sex like are you okay with cuddling do you want me to sleep over do you not want me to cuddle with Mm y'all like you know, because yeah, yeah. like afterwards, like some people get really like in a space and like get defensive and they d- also don't think about like, oh shit, I might should tell somebody right. how I feel after sex before we fuck. That way we can like be mellow. Because right. like I know personally, like once I'm done, like I need to, I can't cuddle with anybody for like 10 minutes at mm-hmm. least. I need to just kind of like lay there and like cool down and like have some air on my body. Like cuddling's too much of a sensation. Mm
2: hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's a good point. I don't think I had thought about asking about cuddling dynamics, and and they probably haven't over? thought about it either. Well, she lives like thirty minutes away, so I think there is typically an understanding of like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not driving home. I middle, would clarify night. that sure. just like how well, you. Well, she was, listens to this podcast. So. I know, but just how
0: you assumed that y'all were going to crash at my place. Well, that, that's true, but that's yeah, yeah, that's a different. You might level not. Of, I know, but you might not. Like, even though she's taking his annex and getting fucked up, they might think that you're comfortable enough, you're not worrying about it, and are going to fucking bail afterwards. Sure.
1: They do have, like, a pretty big place. I would assume I could at least stay on the couch if that was, like, a...
0: Yeah, I mean, that's an option. Like, you know, you'd be like, hey, afterwards, like, I don't really want to drive home. We don't all need to sleep in the same bed. I'm fine with just staying on the couch if that's cool. Like, that's, I've yeah, done that before. For sure, for like sure. Like, I've hooked up with a couple and been like, hey, hey, I don't know if y'all want me to sleep with you, but I'm totally fine staying on the couch. You're totally, like, totally. Yeah, we would like no, some time together. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, yeah, man, no worries.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. No, that's good. I, I mean, I'll ask. I, I just, I, I assume that um, she'll be pretty nice about letting me sleep in the <laughs> in that apartment, but I'll ask about the couch and the cuddling. Those are Those are good points, but... Yeah, no, I'm I mean, I'm excited, but I mean, I'm definitely nervous, you know.
0: I like I think you're super right though. And I think you have a great attitude of that enough people don't have, which is like the talking and negotiating beforehand isn't a fucking chore, like it's part of the fun.
2: Yeah, for like, sure. Like
0: being fun and sexy about like what are we going to do?
2: Like right. that's you
0: gaming it out, but gaming it out in a fun way like should I bring any toys? Like, what do you want me to bring? I don't right. know. why I'm talking in that weird right. voice. I'll yeah. hey everybody, Just how's least it going?
1: Arousing voice you uh,
0: Yeah.
1: Gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I'll definitely ask all those questions. But, but the non the less sexual ones um, had not occurred to me. So that's a good point. Yeah. Are there any other non sexual questions that I might not have thought about?
0: Um. I don't know. I mean, you know, you can ask if you should bring anything. Mm, That's both sexual and non-sexual. If they're like, yeah, like, if you, like, are going to get super wet, like, we don't want to ruin our towels, please bring a towel. You might not have thought it. Yeah. Or, like, if you shower afterwards. I don't know. I've had, yeah, people ask, you have weird things about themselves.
1: They're leaking all over and squirting. I guess if you're squirting, hell,
0: dude, I throw down towels all the time. If you're using lube and you're oh, just lube, there's lube yeah. dripping off, you want lube covering your bed, like right? I have like a lube. fucking lube stain on one of my pillows now because it dripped out of someone's asshole. Yeah, I'm like, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. just hazards of the job.
1: Okay. Um. Yes. Well, I mean, other non-sexual yeah, so shit. If I can bring anything.
0: I mean, you don't have any allergies, do you? No. Yeah, see, I mean, I always ask, like, do y'all have a cat? Oh. Because I need to know if I'm, like, fucking allergy-med and up. Gotcha. Or if I'm, like, fine. Yeah, you know. Three
1: some tips for the for the listeners. Ask if they have a cat.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you have a cat or dog? I fucking hate dogs. I'm not, I don't want to go fuck at your apartment then. You know, something like that might be a deal. You know, it's honestly kind of hard because I feel like a lot of it are things that I just don't think about asking that just kind of come up naturally. Mm-hmm conversation because typically when i'm having threesomes with people they're more often than not kinky Uh and so like just in like pre-conversation we just all enjoy talking about the things that we kind of need to know right and so by the time it comes to it i don't think about like or at least i haven't a while like okay let me ask you some questions and plan this shit out
1: yeah i think these girls are sort of like kinky but naturally kinky like they don't I don't think they know about there being subcultures that they could. Well, that's the majority
0: of kinky people just kind of like doing some kinky shit and just find it and kind of feel it out. You know, most people aren't me.
1: Right. Doing the research.
0: Yeah. That's like, you know, the same way I get into like listening to records and like digging into records and shit Mm -hmm. and like learning everything about like artists is the same way I do with like kink shit where it's like, I might not be interested or into it, but I'm definitely interested in it. You know? Yeah. It's like let me just huh what's what's up with this?
1: Um, so you know the twenty my twenty one year old is my fan like she saw me and went to several shows and then messaged me you know, um, and so then I I really like it that because because at first I was like oh did you show her a picture you know you show your girlfriend a picture of me because she said oh she's hot as hell whatever I was like did you show her a picture of me and she's like dude, she's been to several of your shows. <laughs> like, Oh, so she's brought her girlfriend yeah, to the show? Yeah, so I don't really, you know what I mean? That's um,
0: fucking cool. You performed in front of the girl's girlfriend yeah. and you're going to fucking both now.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm um, pretty into That's that. That's sick.
0: Yeah. You should be fucking pumped about that. Like,
1: hell yeah, that really yeah. shit's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's where we're at.
0: And then you found like a, a three-ring binder on the shelf that had a bunch of important information in it. Oh, you're gonna okay. sit down and try and read some of that, right? Um, that it had a weird. lot
1: of information about the anatomy of the creature, or something yeah. Like
0: that. And then you laid down to go to sleep. Okay, that's where you're at.
1: Okay, that's where we're at.
0: How did you feel as you uh you're in bed, you're drifting off to sleep? You know, you're laying there, you're you're done reading the manual. You've gotten a better sense of kind of just how this creature functions and feels. Um, Nothing creepy or crazy or scary. Uh, Just like, okay, here's like, it moves across the ground using these muscles. Like the things that weren't in the papers on the desk, you kind of got from uh, these notes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some stuff on its sexual-like nature, but nothing really. This was more just like... Like, she was writing a manual for the creature to give to somebody, but never got finished writing the manual. Okay. Um, and it was very militaristic, but yeah, all the sex stuff was left out of it for some reason. Okay. Um, but you're and there, you've got this new information about the creature. Um, you feel more confident, I think, in like, your knowledge of the creature and like how it walks and moves. Mm-hmm. But other than that, how's Shane feeling right now as you're laying in bed?
1: Uh... I'm feeling... Am I supposed to say I or Shane? I forget.
0: Yeah, you can say I. Okay. Or you can say Shane.
1: Say Shane. Okay. Uh, Shane is feeling, you know... Um. Maybe I'll say I. It might be easier. Okay, so... I'm simultaneously, you know, kind of excited about my new life. Like, here, I got picked up to go into this military thing, and now... I've started having all these sexual experiences where that I wasn't sure I would have wanted to have, but, um, they're kind of thrilling. And like, I I don't, don't have much choice. And so it's really just like, yeah, I guess I'm exploring my sexuality. Uh, and so that's, he's like kind of confused and thrilled about that. And then, uh, but also terrified that I'm just going to die or lose my dick or something. Um, with this thing so it's just kind of get this frisson <laughs> of terror that runs down my a spine
0: sous-son.
1: oh no a frisson what's a frisson it's like a little shiver you know like the f-
0: oh like a piss shiver
1: it can be either be just a shiver because you're cold or like kind of a shiver in the soul you know i didn't
0: know those were frisson. okay frisson. frisson
1: it's just frisson you don't have to oh, a frisson frisson you don't have to do the f- 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 that you're doing
0: i don't f- frisson, a, fr- a frisson
1: frisson like, you know, you don't, it's not okay. free, it's not like an R, a Spanish R, it's like a fr, like croissant, frisson.
0: Oh, yeah, I croissant. can't do that shit. A
1: frisson, uh,
0: you know how some people can't roll their R's? I can't do can't gay French, French accent. I know,
1: it's, imp- I mean, I know, Katie, uh, sorry, my, uh, what do I, I just fine. She's Katie, <laughs> I've said Katie a million times her. Katie hates the French, um, in general, <laughs> like for fun, kind of, but also, she, but does, also she fuck thinks them. of French people as pretentious and, uh, like, as basically, Um, wealthy, you know, kind of classist people, that kind of, she's, that's that kind of French person she hates, uh, or the kind of, really the kind of American who speaks French is probably who she really hates, um, in a class way. Oh yeah. Anyway, so, so sometimes she could find it hot for me to speak French, but like, if I just was at a bakery and I ordered a croissant, she would die.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe you just ordered that croissant.
1: Right. Just get a croissant if, when you're in Texas, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Back to Shane. Sorry. No, no. Don't be sorry. Never apologize. So,
1: yeah. So, he's, yeah. He's kind of thrilled and scared and kind of just feeling, like, alive.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Feeling alive. Mm -hmm. Is this a good thing for Shane, you think? Like, he is happy, though. Uh, Like, overall, do you think he's, like, about it?
1: Yeah, overall enjoying it. I mean, stress is hard on the body, but, you know.
0: Okay, cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Shane slowly drifts off to sleep. uh, And once you're asleep, you start to experience this weird sensation. Like, you feel your mind drifting off into a dream world, but your body still feels awake, almost. Hmm. But your mind goes with that body into the dream world, right? Okay. You can, you haven't ever had this type of experience before. Typically, when you go to bed, you, well, you know, your sleep, you might have a little bit of control over your dreams, do a little lucid dreaming. Uh, but really, it's just kind of like a completely mental experience, sometimes emotional, but nothing intense. Right. But this feels like you're connected to your body and you're moving into this dream world as well and you're aware of both at the same time mm-hmm. but the body you feel in the bed is locked and paralyzed still and you can't move it so right. it's it's almost as if it feels like a tether like mm-hmm. if you you have the desire to move it you just know you can't yeah um but your mind goes off into this dream world right and as you go into it jesus christ <laughs> It gets very nightmarish very quickly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're instantly teleported into this tunnel-like thing. Like, Have you seen horror movies where someone falls down into a hole and it's just like a bunch of hands or something reaching out and (sighs) grabbing at them and stuff like that? It's like that, but it's like with a bunch of tentacles. You're going into this tentacle thing. And you, by the way, realize you're completely cogent within this dream. It's like you're there. Uh So you have full agency. You can feel yourself. Because as you're going to this tunnel, it goes from like a floating to a falling sensation. Where you're moving downwards. And you kind of flail your arms instinctually. And you're like, oh shit, like I have awareness. Like I can move around. So you're falling down. These tentacles start grabbing at you. Like what do you want to do?
1: Oh, They're grabbing at me like trying to hold my arms?
0: Yeah, they're trying to get a hold of you. You're still falling and like sliding through them. Like you're a big enough dude That they're not, they haven't yet like grabbed hold of you.
1: Okay. I mean, in this dream state, I feel like I would fight it. So I'm going to try to like slip away and continue down without
0: getting. I was going to say speak up.
1: Oh, uh, in my dream state, I think I would fight it. So I'm going to try to kind of flail around and, and try to get down without.
0: Oh, shit. So you, uh, It's hard, but like you start fighting these things back. Like two of them, like, kind of grab at your leg, but you're able to almost like step on them and press them back into whatever wall or being is behind that and use their like tentacles as Mm footholds. And you're able to kind of fight those others back. Um, But they're still, they don't seem to be retreating at all. Okay.
1: Um, Am I getting further down?
0: No, you've stopped your downward progress. Um, if you kind of look back up now that you're oriented with some sense of gravity and you seem to be probably about 10 feet from the, whatever, like the exit to this thing is
1: where I came from. Yes. So what's around me though? Just tentacles
0: all around you. But
1: below me is just still,
0: you just see tentacles. It's just blackness and tentacles. And then above you is just like a vague whiteness, with this like entrance okay, and then these tentacles there's and I'm not saying it's like walls of tentacles like you can't tell what these things are coming out of Mm. um but you could say like there's like a tentacle every foot or so right and then whatever they're coming out of is just this like amorphous solidness
1: okay so is it still grabbing at me
0: yes like these are coming at you but like I said you got a decent enough roll that right now you're able to like keep these things at bay like as they're coming at you you're just fucking decking them like with your fist like grabbing some and like twisting it and like not breaking it but like kinking putting kinks into these tentacles to where it seems like it hurts how you're twisting the tentacles yeah. and you're able to fight them off like they they want you and they're coming at you but they're not like eager to get their like one it seems like organ i guess okay. these things are coming from uh w- they don't want to get that hurt
1: all right well i'm just gonna start trying to climb up the tentacles to the top
0: so you're just gonna like are you like grabbing for the ends of them or are you going for a base yeah situation? I'm kind of the
1: base that i can get yeah so that they're not gonna retract or whatever
0: okay um as you start to try and like use them to climb up they almost start secreting like a slickness that stops you from like grabbing onto them too easily Mm. Um, so you're not really able to use the ones immediately around you to climb up, but they are all lubricating. It looks like.
1: Okay. And there's just, all there is around me is lubricated tentacles and a little bit of random wall that I don't understand. I guess I'll try just saying, what do you want from me?
0: (laughs) All you hear coming from no one direction at all is the word. Ass.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just will say hey, do you do you mean my ass or like the figurative ass when people mean sex?
0: Uh without another <laughs> word, out of nowhere two tentacles come and just fucking rip your pants off. Okay. So I think you got your answer there. Okay. It's going after you. Um Yeah, and those rip your pants off. Uh you know, you're still able to fight, but these things are lubricated now so your feet are starting to slip. Um but they haven't quite got your underwear off yet and your shirt's still on.
1: Okay. So I but I know that I'm in some kind of dreamlike state. Yeah. Right. All right. I think in that case Shane is going to just go with it and just be like, "Okay," and just help them take his underwear off and just be like here it is you know are you gonna give your ass to him yeah
0: oh shit oh my god hell yeah (laughs) that the beast kind of drops you for a second like what the like as you like are pulling your pants down it goes and grabs like your ankles because it's getting excited but once Mm -hmm. you fully get your underwear kind of down to your knees Mm -hmm. just the look of your pristine untouched asshole Mm -hmm. shocks this beast Uh, And it drops you for a second. Thankfully, a little net of tentacles comes out and kind of, like, catches you in, like, Mm a, uh, you know, saved by the vines swinging in a jungle type Mm -hmm. of way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) As you're laying there Mm -hmm. in this, like, little nest of tentacles, the tentacles kind of, you know, come down uh, from either side of the wall and weave together to make this little basket but then all of a sudden, you know, they're coming back up out of themselves that they're done weaving mm-hmm. and they're starting to slowly kind of like wrap themselves around your body. Okay. What do you do?
1: I mean, I don't think there's anything for me to do at this point. I'm just seeing what they're doing.
0: Uh, it disagrees. It just kind of sits there and just like wriggles on your chest. It's obviously waiting for you to do something.
1: Okay. Um so I'm sort of like on my hands and knees on this like web thing kind of. Thing.
0: Right now you're laying on your back. You kind of, you re, you fell down and it caught you. So you landed on your back in this like web.
1: Okay. Um, I'm, or tangled
0: mess or knotted mess of.
1: All right. I'm just going to get on my knees and forearms then.
0: You're going to like move over? Well, like roll over? And yeah, just roll
1: like, over and just kind of get in this position.
0: Oh man, as soon as you get in that position. Uh, a giant tentacle that you hadn't seen before but was oddly more cylindrical than the others uh-huh. uh, comes out giant. of nowhere and uh, shoves itself into your mouth. Okay. Um, oh, were you not expecting that? <laughs> no. Why not?
1: I thought you were going the other direction.
0: Oh, here we go. <laughs> I
1: didn't know this alien was into foreplay, you know. This, I, I guess, yeah, Shane's going to just try to give this alien thing a good blowjob even though he's never done that before and much less to an alien
0: what's his technique gonna be
1: what the hell
0: i need to know this to roll
1: i don't know just just try to get as much of it in his mouth as he can and try to like go up and down the sides of it i don't
0: is he using a lot of tongue
1: i think at first he's probably too distracted just by the like, oh God, what it was to to use any tongue, and just kind of trying to figure it out, and then I'm sure you just add tongue one after moments of like, okay, oh, what else could I do? I don't know. What am I supposed to be doing here? You know.
0: Okay, so right now he's going for like depth and like how fast is he going? I
1: don't think very fast. I think just like try not to be so slow that it feels hesitant. He's just trying to make it like, oh yeah, sure.
0: Okay, so right now Shane's like, even though this feels like it's real, I know this isn't real.
1: Right, he's just trying to kind of go with it and just be like, all right. Um, I may I'll as well this. play this out because it's just a dream anyway.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting, okay. Um, unfortunately, Shane's not able to get a whole lot of that dick in his mouth mm-hmm. or what I'm assuming, uh, you know, is this dick-shaped uh, mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's a dream. What is this thing mm-hmm. in your mouth? Who mm-hmm. knows? Uh Freud would have a field day.
1: (laughs) I think Freud would have a straightforward day. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: So you're not able to get a ton of it in. Like you get a good like four and a half inches in your mouth. Okay. um, And you're kind of giving it a meager little blowjob, like Mm -hmm. showing it that you're able to do it. And this thing is not happy with you. Um, (laughs) It goes from being kind of gently holding you up to all of a sudden uh, binding your angles really quickly. Like you did not keep this fun mutual like vibe going that it thought you had going on okay um and all of a sudden it just takes the you feel like uh air or wind or breath Mm -hmm. suddenly fill your lungs Mm -hmm. as if like this dick is suddenly like giving you air to breathe with right Uh and then it just shoves Mm -hmm. like a solid like foot and a half of this thing down your throat Okay, and just starts throat fucking your it's entire half. esophagus. Wouldn't that just kill me? It's a dream, baby. Sure, it's a dream. Also, it, uh, you're able to breathe because of it. Somehow, oh. it's like I know, giving I just you like or
1: rupturing the.
0: No, uh, no. Uh, thick it these throats are even right though there. it feels thick, the pliability of this mm. like uh, tentacle is both simultaneously extremely firm but very giving and moving to where okay. it just fits right inside your throat. I see. Um, and it is just throat fucking. It's it's not as if it's purely pleasurable it's not wanting to make this pleasurable for you you're gagging a little bit yeah and you're definitely drooling a lot like there's some snot bubbles forming Uh a few tears in your eyes sure um what do you want to do
1: uh do i have much choice this thing is like throat raking me right now yeah
0: Um, the world's your oyster um
1: (laughs) i guess i'll just try to like use my hands on it a little bit to try to kind of be like okay hey let me give you a more involved blow job but also try to push you out a little bit
0: okay yeah it does not like that (laughs) how Uh, many
1: ones have you just rolled in a row
0: (laughs) i mean i've really rolled like between like a one and a five each time jesus christ so just all on the worst side of the scale for you um so it does not enjoy that at all. It goes in and uh immediately with two other tentacles coming up and where grabs your hands and straps them down hard okay, um, okay you uh do you wanna try and break free? Do you wanna just like uh
1: mm? I mean I can test the breaking free free of the tentacles and see if I'm...
0: you're able to kind of wrangle your hands free um and it doesn't immediately go back for a grab. And then when it does, uh, your hands still kind of stay free. Like, if you kind of just move them, it doesn't seem to want to put too much effort into, okay. like, holding your hands down. Okay. But, um
1: Is it still throat-fucking you? Oh, yeah. It's though?
0: still throat-fucking you. You just still have your hands free. It uh, seems to, you know, it's got a thing down your throat. It's not trying to hold you there with it, but it's, like, it. that's where its focus is. It's not on your hands.
1: Right. Um. Well, I mean, I don't know. I already tried to use my hands, but I, I i guess I could try using my teeth, but I don't want to get in trouble with this alien.
0: I mean, that's, you know, a sh- I shambled. That Jesus, that's a gamble Shane has to make. Yeah, I guess Does uh, he want to do that? or does? I'm he... going to try
1: to just kind of, because I don't know the sensitivity of this creature. I'm just going to try to, like, see what happens if I lightly put my teeth down on it. Just as kind of like a, hey, I'm in pain here. Can you... Maybe spare me for a moment, because, you know, I don't want to have to hurt you. So you're, like, it. trying
0: to signal it?
1: Yeah, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not trying to bite, but, Jesus.
0: I mean, it it doesn't stop, mm-hmm. like, throat fucking you, but it doesn't get any worse. I think it just kind of enjoys it a little bit. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, some people like a little bit of teeth in their blowjobs. So I mm-hmm. think it thinks you're trying to help.
1: Okay, well, maybe if I keep trying to help, it'll ease up on me a little bit. I'll try to kind of back away as I also do this teeth thing it apparently likes.
0: Oh, shit. Uh, As you start to pull back, it seems really, really excited. Um, You're actually able to pull back and get the tentacle all the way out of your mouth. And as you do, you can see that, like, a lot of your uh, stomach fluid and, like, mucus that's coating the inside of your throat Mm -hmm. is actually coating this giant tentacle that's just been in it. Mm-hmm. and uh that this tentacle you know like the other tentacles around it has kind of secreted uh this liquid on the outside of it from some sort of glands in the skin but it's just like covered in this thing and then that tentacle disappears uh it goes away and you're just sitting there it still has your ankles strapped mm-hmm. but your hands are free um but nothing's moving everything's really kind of still uh and there's like an odd silence filling the air like when you moved back for some reason it kind of shut things down a little bit. Um, but then, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, you just feel
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: a slick wetness start at your taint and slowly slither its way up. And you realize it's the same tentacle coming back to use your stomach acid and throat mucus as lube. Sure. And starts playing with the tip of your entrance of your asshole. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of circling it. Just kind of playing with it. And then eventually it just plunges inside.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> okay. um, like if I could take away like damage to you. Like you would mm-hmm. be like, yeah, you just took 10 damage. Like you just got, that's the bad it, fucking in the ass. It was not pleasant.
1: Okay. What are you supposed to do? What are you getting?
0: You know, I, so you're in pain. I'm going to,
1: I'm going like, like, to yell out and say, ow, that's too hard. Please be gentler, Mister Alien.
0: The alien's like, my bad. Like (laughs) slows (laughs) down. You got a twenty. I was like, damn. It's like, (laughs) okay, I can talk. (laughs) What it sound like like now?
1: Oh, great. (laughs) Oh, that's hot. Um, okay. Well, I mean, really, it's kind of a relief because at least I mean, this is a dream, but it seems like maybe the alien might be communicating with me, and. If this, if this has to do with nature, I'm kind of happy because, or you know, it's like Shane would rather, you know, keep, like, not have to put his dick in something that might bite it off. So he's like, oh, kind of in his dream, you know, addled state of mind. He's like, oh, actually, like, oh, I'm glad it's going this route.
0: I'm not risking my own dick.
1: Yeah, like, maybe it'll just come from fucking me. Like, that seems easier than... Having to shove my dick in the, these tentacle things. So at this point, he's just trying to get into it and help it have a good time.
0: Yeah. Um, has Shane taken a shit recently? Yes. He has? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. I feel uh, like that was a... I, <laughs> yeah, you got a 15. Yeah, I think uh, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. No, you definitely have taken a shit recently. And, uh, I'm not going to make a no yeah.
1: poop rule in this game.
0: Oh no. Oh, there are no rules.
1: Jeez, oh, please.
0: <laughs> You're lucky you got a 15. Yeah.
1: And I saw you try to change it. <laughs> Evil.
0: No, no, no. I was saying, oh man, to like, let's see if. Mm
2: hmm.
0: But, uh, um, so the the alien's like, my bad. Yeah. You no, know, mm-hmm. this is what he sounds like. Mm hmm. Um, and he kind of slows up how he's fucking you, but he's definitely not gonna stop. Like, mm-hmm. and when I say slows up, I mean before when he plunged in, he put like a solid like foot and a half inside of you, just again, like again, slithered straight all the way in, just like you could feel it up in your stomach, oh, just like fucking your intestines, right? Word. And you feel it worming around in there because right. it wasn't just like going in and out like a regular dick. It went in and it's wriggling all and like moving around in the space. So
1: I'm gonna say, hey, let me just show you what works for humans. And I'm going to try to reach back and like, okay, take it out. And then just kind of try to, like, guide it in a reasonable amount. <laughs> okay. gonna, I'm going to try to... <laughs> you
0: try and teach it how to fuck yeah. people? Well, okay. hey, I
1: am an expert in making people come, after all. And I feel like we never really talked about this, but I should... It doesn't have to be with my dick. You know, I'm... There's no reason that I shouldn't be an expert in making people come...
0: With your whole I- body. With any part of it, yeah. I like that. I think that's a good point. Yeah. So,
1: I'm going to... Try to get it into a reasonable place because I feel like if we're if I'm teaching it in this dream where if we're communicating in this sort of dream place, um, where maybe my actual body is not going to get hurt, then I want it to show it like what I would like it to do in reality. Whenever we come to that.
0: So. Oh, this isn't the same creature.
1: Oh, well, that's what I'm thinking in my dream, is that maybe oh, being contacted. Oh, so Shane thinks
0: it's like some I'm, sort of psychic link?
1: Yeah, that like it kind of put me into this state so that it could talk to me. It's, you know, like if that was how it could communicate to a human.
0: Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. All right, so let's see. So you're going to try and give this a little like... Lesson. ...crash a course, like sex ed. Hell yeah. It's like, oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> no, thank had, you, you know.
0: <laughs> I've never had anybody show me how to talk to them before. How courteous and conscientious of you. I
1: really believe in communication.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this thing, like, really, uh, it's, let's see. It's okay at it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not doing bad at fucking you the way it wants, but it just doesn't get the idea of only going in and out. Like, there's still a little wriggle at the end. I I, I don't know what you can read into that. I'm assuming that might be, like, key to it. But, like, it seems like that's how it was definitely fucking you before. And Mm -hmm. even though it's focusing more on, like, an in and out motion close mm-hmm. to, like, you know, let's say, like, the first six inches of your asshole, mm-hmm. the rest of the foot and a half is still a little, like, wriggly inside you.
1: Um, okay. So I am just going to ask him if that wiggling is pleasurable for him or if he can maybe try to keep that still.
0: Um, he... Tells you uh, the creature. This creature goes like, I don't also don't want to say he because I don't know what this creature sure. is. This creature is just like, I don't know what you mean by pleasure.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. But well. it's
0: uh, wriggling is getting more and more intense as it stays in there longer and longer. Hmm. Uh, also, okay. how is Shane feeling? Is Shane enjoying this more? Do you think?
1: I feel like, uh, Shane kind of wants to enjoy it, but this wiggling, wriggling is, is like upsetting. And, um, and also I'm concerned that it's about to shoot little baby eggs into me. So at this point, (laughs) um, uh, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make it come immediately so that then I can like take it out.
0: Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you want to use your power to make it come immediately? Yes. Okay. Let's see. So, Shane, you... That wasn't what I was rolling for that time. Okay. You aren't close to coming at all, though. Okay. Um, so, you know, you have the power to make other people come whenever you want, but that does power doesn't extend to you. Okay. Um, so, you're not really getting much pleasure out of this. I was doing a prostate roll. Okay. What in my head was a prostate roll? Like, how well are you getting fucked and even though you taught it how to do it and it was kind of doing it and it made it better. It wasn't like getting you off at all. Gotcha. And then your special 12 and plus your bonus. So you do get to make it come. Okay. Uh, you do get to pick when you want to make it come. Like what do you when How do you want to make this happen?
1: Uh, what do you mean? How?
0: Well, I mean, like, how long, how much longer do you want it to go? I'm, I'm going to make do it, do come, it, how intense as soon as do you want this I, orgasm to be?
1: Now, As soon as I sense this, I, or I become afraid that this wriggling, it when it, when it said it's, it doesn't know what pleasure is, it made me think that this is more of a biological instinct, and then so I just got the idea of, like, oh, okay, I'm going to make it come as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, an, a nice amount, like a, a pretty good orgasm, preferably um so that it's like satisfied and also maybe it's never had one and then it'll be like distracted and i can sh- i can pull out real quick before um anything might happen
0: okay mm-hmm. so what we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do two roles one okay. to see the intensity of the orgasm okay. and then uh and if all that like that you do get to make it come so we just need right. to see the intensity yeah and And then we need another roll to see uh if you can like slip out in time before anything happens Mm -hmm. so damn yeah you you give it a pretty fair to middle in uh Mm -hmm. you know just good orgasm it's you can definitely tell it like starts to kind of pulse a little bit almost it's not like a coming ejaculation pulse but like a swell and then get smaller and then a swell a little bit and get smaller mm-hmm. um usually that's what it sounds i guess like when it comes mm-hmm. um it's, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's swelling and it's getting smaller and then you want to try and uh get it out, get it out of break your leg. ankles free and like scoot forward yeah okay So, you manage to like, uh, as it's swelling, you like fucking wriggle your ankles free. Mm -hmm. Um, But
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) as
0: uh, you try and pull forward, you feel like uh, part of it swell up inside of you, stopping you from being able to pull it out of you, almost like a dog's dick nodding Mm -hmm, inside of you. So, um, but let's see here. Thankfully, it does feel good for you, though. It is starting to press on your prostate, uh, and you do get some pleasure from that swelling, but you're not able to pull it out of you. And this thing just unloads inside of you. You don't know what it's pumping into you, but you can feel your abdomen starts to slowly swell. Um, Not like the feeling that you have to take a shit, but you just feel like a general, like you've eaten a big meal, and it's two hours later, Mm -hmm. an hour later, and you can feel your intestines swelling up. You feel something filling filling up inside of you. Right. Um and that goes on for about 8 minutes. Uh you at first it was like uh, oh god, oh god, oh god, but then it just kept going and going and going and going. Uh, and you were just kind of trapped there. You couldn't move. I mean your hands and your arms were free, but unless you wanted to rip your asshole open, uh you're not able to move. Okay. What's going through Shane's head now?
1: Gross. Oh, man. This is awful. Um, I just want to wake up now.
0: Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I'm,
2: yeah.
0: I'm not trying to do that. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Well, if you're
1: flicking your wrist in such a way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I did just roll like three ones in a yeah. row. Oh, that's so shitty. Uh, it's
1: a weighted d20
0: yeah well usually when i'm playing D and i get great rolls with it but uh mm-hmm. unfortunately so this thing comes inside of you and you feel that part of that bulb uh keeping it in your asshole start to go down a little sure. bit and it slowly starts to retreat and whatever it put inside you you feel you feel a lot in your stomach but just like a little blue liquid is kind of trickling out of your asshole as it pulls mm-hmm. out um And it kind of comes out of there, Uh, and when the tip comes out, there's a little, (sniffs) and all of a sudden you feel something kind of touching your asshole always, even though, you know, the tentacle's gone, Mm -hmm. and when you reach back and touch your asshole, you realize that whatever this thing is, is like sealed your asshole shut, and it's like, yeah, there's like something you try and tug at this thing on your asshole, but like. It doesn't hurt when you pull on it, but you definitely can't get it off. And uh, after that happens, the tentacles kind of all simultaneously work to kind of raise you up towards this white light. Uh, and you're just be, you know, still have your T-shirt on. It didn't ever take your tank top off. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else, you're just fucking naked. Um, your throat's a little bit sore. Your asshole's definitely sore, mm-hmm. but feeling kind of nice. Whatever this thing on it is, is soothing it somehow also. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're getting lifted up towards this white light, still stuck in this dream. And then we'll, uh pick up with Shane. Okay. Later. How's Shane feeling as he's getting lifted towards this light?
1: Oh, uh, I don't, it's awful. I don't like having all this crap in my stomach. It's gross. I uh, I don't like this at all. I just can't wait to wake up.
0: And you just, so he's just looking, he's like, I'm getting towards the end of this. That's my only goal is getting out of this nightmare. From
1: this, yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Is he feeling good about himself? Is is he learned anything? Is he feeling like any level of excitement about this? Or is it just like, all
2: got
1: ruined by the gross stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, there could have been a part, but tentacles are really gross, and so are gross alien babies. Yeah. So it kind of ruins any kind of fun sexual exploration shane could have been having
0: what's what's shane thinking about the dream in general and how it feels real
1: and how it
2: feels well you know it's like
0: he's in a dream he's never had this happen before he knows it's not real because he does feel tethered to his body right? but he is like fully aware and feeling everything
1: yeah i mean it's just like it's it's trippy in a way he's never experienced before so he's just hoping that like there aren't these consequences it's kind of like even if you know you're in a dream sometimes you can still be worried about things and so it's like oh but i am gonna wake up in my regular body again right you know that's just what he's worrying about
0: okay Mm -hmm. hell yeah all right so we'll leave shane there and we'll pick up with him again at some point in the future
1: maybe he'll get to have sex with more human people